Welcome to the 24th episode of the Disney Cruise Line Blog Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the recently announced fall 2018 itineraries. I guess let's get the easy stuff out of the way first. We'll start with the Dream Class itineraries that were announced. The Fantasy will continue to sail the seven-night Eastern and Western itinerary, Caribbean itineraries alternating each week from Port Canaveral. Uh, between September and December, there are no unique sailings, alternate itineraries. It's the same old, same old for the Fantasy. Now, moving on to the Dream. The Dream is going cont- to is m- slightly more interesting. The uh, Dream will be sailing, continue to sail the three and four night uh, Bahama cruises from Port Canaveral, uh, alternating back and forth. Uh, there are going to be three alternative four night itineraries. Uh, there's going to be one, the Christmas cruise that leaves on 1224. They're just kind of shifting the sea day to day two. The 1217 Fortnite just swaps Castaway Key and NASA. And then on November 19th and December 31st, uh, the Fortnite cruises are Castaway Key double dips uh, with no call to NASA. I know that that's a pretty nice itinerary. For some people that enjoy that, yes, definitely. So that, that kind of does it for the Dream Class. There's nothing really special going on with those two ships. It's pretty much the same old, same old from Port Canaveral. Uh, short of those couple changes on the Fortnite for the Dream. Moving on to the classic ships, we're going to start with the Disney Wonder. Uh, on September 10th, it's going to end its time in Vancouver in the Alaskan season and sail on a Fortnite repositioning cruise to San Diego. But where this is interesting, the Fortnite cruise is going to stop in Astoria, Oregon. If Astoria, Oregon sounds familiar, it's the Goondocks from the Goonies. But what is all this neat stuff? The museum did some kind of... Where'd you get this? Uh, right there. They did a show. It was the Retro Packham. And it was about... That's what I said. You always contradict me. I was right. I knew what I... It was about the history of Astoria. And these are the rejects. Kind of like us, Mike. The Goonies. Yeah. I'm not a reject. Take that stuff off. You can get me in trouble. Cool. You, know, you know how this works? Wow. How cool is that? The wonder is going to the goondocks. Like the actual <laughs> goondocks? Like, are they going to find the pirate? and One-Eyed Willie? <laughs> I hope so. I really hope that Disney puts together... Or, An excursion? You know, to all, like, some filming locations. I know it's kind of a big, like, you know, people take pilgrimages there and... If you look online at the various sites, people, you know, crowd the little town. But I hope there's something that they put together that's related to the film. I would definitely jump on that kind of port of venture if, you know, given the opportunity to go on that cruise. Wow. The Goondocks. Childhood memories could come true. All right. (laughs) So... Once the Wonder gets down to San Diego, it's going to kind of go back and pick up on those uh, Baja and Mexican Riviera cruises. They're the same itineraries that they've had, that they're doing uh, this year in 2017, the two-night Baja, the four-night, and five-night, you know, mixing it. one seven-night Mexican Riviera. Mm -hmm. But I think that it is interesting that they've got two two two-nights on there because those must be pretty hot sellers for them to repeat those. Were there cruises to nowhere? Well, they can't do cruises to nowhere anymore, so they had th- 
they're just thrown in Ensenada. Ensenada, gotcha. But yeah, it's it's a great way to kind of test the water at a premium. I, I totally do it. I mean, we live under an hour from Port Canaveral because of the way Scott drives and because of 528. So also including the way Scott drives, but it would be so awesome to just buzz out for a cruise for a weekend. I know Isabel would enjoy it too. Wouldn't you, Isabel? Maybe. Maybe. That's fine. We'll, we, we would go without you then if you're just maybe. They have those kind of cruises now. We can go to Freeport and see the Fantasy and Dry Dock. We could. <laughs> Honey, I know you've seen that on Groupon, but I'm not going to recommend 60 that. 60 bucks. <laughs> we can go see the Fantasy and Dry Dock. Back to the wonder. Sorry. <laughs> so once the wonder finishes up those uh, sailings out of San Diego, it's going to head off on these identical Panama Canal cruise is 2017 uh, and head to Galveston. The wonder returns to Galveston, Texas on November 2nd. And once in Galveston, they'll spend November and December sailing a mix of Western Caribbean and Bahama cruises. I mean, there's a good mix there, too. You've got six nights, four nights, seven night cruises. So you can kind of take your pick, you know, get a little bit of, you know, something. I mean, it would also be cool, too, to spend your Christmas break. You could do a six night Western back to back it with a seven night Bahamanian. That would be 13 nights on the ship. That would cover Christmas and New Year's. That'd be kind of cool. I, I will point out that the uh, the Bahama cruises from Galveston do not include that day at Port Canaveral with the uh, trip over to Walt Disney World like some have in the past. Uh, it's just going to Key the Bahamian cruises are going to Key West, Castaway Key, and NASA. You know, then was mixed in sea days. So, <clears throat> I mean, as far as the new stuff for the Wonder goes. I certainly wouldn't just fly out to Vancouver to take that four-night cruise that stops in Astoria, but that is probably the, you know, most unique and coolest one. In fact, this morning when Scott said Astoria, I said the goondocks to him, the goonies, and then it kind of clicked. I didn't get it right away, and I'm completely embarrassed. (laughs) So uh, I think that, you know, if you were definitely taking that last Alaskan cruise or... You know, but I can tell you from, I mean, booking the Alaskan cruise that's we're taking this summer, you know, airfare to Vancouver is certainly not a, um, from Orlando to Vancouver is not at a discount. So getting back from San Diego would be pretty easy, but for a four night cruise, it's, it's not, I hate to say it's not worth it for us, but it's not worth it for us. The goondocks. Plus our kid goes to school there, my dear. The goondocks. Yeah. So if anybody wants to take Scott to the Goondocks, please feel free. Uh, so he doesn't have to pay the single supplement. Please take him with you. I'll sleep on the couch. <laughs> the Wonder does actually have a 2019 sailing listed. It's for January 3rd, and it's a six-night Western Caribbean cruise. Now... We pretty much saved the best ship for last because it has the most unique sailings during the fall, and it's also the best ship. Yeah. She's the family favorite. Okay, family favorite. I know there's a lot of people that like the uh, Dream Class ships above the classics anyway, so. I, I think, though, 
the thing is, is that even when the new ships come out, we're still going to, they'll be great. It'll be awesome, but it's going to be hard to top the magic for our family. And that wasn't even. And wonder. That wasn't even the first ship we were on though. I mean. It was the wonder. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the magic. So the magic on September 9th will be leaving Europe. It's the uh, westbound transatlantic will be an 11 night cruise from Dover. And it'll uh, sail to New York City with stops in Canada. That's interesting. Right? So those that have been wishing, well, continually wishing that Disney would continue to sail out of New York, your wish has been granted for late 2018. Now when the Disney Magic gets to New York City, it'll, uh, it's going to do some, you know, new stuff. It's not just the uh, Bahama Cruises and the uh, California Coast Cruises. It's going, it's going to f- sail five and six night sailings to Bermuda that include overnights in Bermuda. The six night has an extra overnight, but this is the first time that Disney is going to Bermuda cool. and it'll be out of New York city. They'll also be sailing seven night Bahamas cruises with stops at Castaway Key in Port Canaveral, which will then include that, you know, included ticket to Walt Disney world for the day and transportation from Port Canaveral for anybody on that cruise. I've often wondered why they haven't included the uh, Bermuda on the actual Bahamas cruises, you know, but. Well, I think, though, most of the ships that go to Bermuda from the other cruise lines, they, I I believe most of them overnight, like Disney is, Mm -hmm. they do two or three nights overnight. So you have to look at birth space and all that stuff as well, Scott. And in addition to those, I didn't write down the dates. Do you have the dates for the Quebec? Are you gonna? Are you talking about the new, uh, the new one, Scott? Yeah. yeah that they are um, September twentieth and September twenty seventh. So. So in September. So in September. They go from New York to Quebec City, and then from Quebec City back to New yeah. York. So for the first time, the Disney or Disney Cruise Lines going to Quebec City, and in fact, they're doing as Emily said, one way sailings. From New, a seven-night Canadian sailing, it's a seven-night cruise from New York to Quebec, and then they'll turn around and do a seven-night cruise from Quebec to New York. And Emily, can you not butcher the names of the ports like I'm going to do in Quebec? Um, Quebec City, Halifax? I got those two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's been a while since I've had my French, so uh, I would say Segune, Quebec, and Bay Camio, Quebec. So those are the, you kind of do the back and forth there. Which, if, you re- if, you're, if you've been a long-time reader of the, w- the website, you'll notice, oh, I, maybe three f- years ago or so, there was an article out of a Quebec newspaper that... Disney Cruise Line was interested in doing something. It was just a matter of Quebec getting something together or the area. I'll link in the show notes, Scott, so you yeah. can kind of refer to it. It's It's been a long time, and, you know, it's one of those that's finally come to fruition. 
almost makes you wonder if New Orleans will ever come true one day. That's that's pretty much the unique stuff for the Magic. And then on November 24th, the Magic will kind of end its time in New York City, and it'll sail on a uh, repositioning cruise to San Juan, where it'll stop in Tortola and St. Kitts. And then right after that, it'll turn right around from San Juan and sail to Miami with stops at uh, St. Kitts, Tortola, and Castaway Key. I'm not going to lie. I like that. I would certainly fly up to New York, hop on the Magic, let it take me down to San Juan, stop in Tortola, then jump on the 5-night Eastern from San Juan to Miami. Uh, Okay. Are you even allowed to book those back-to-back? Probably not, but I'd still do it because it'd be fun. I'm sure there's a way to do it. It's a lot of sea days. I can't remember. Yeah, it's a it's silly Jones Act. A lot of sea days on the old girl there, though. I I can't keep track which cruises you can do back to back and which not. It's well, you do you stop and see in one, but you're right, you do. Interesting though, that whole Jones Act thing. It's all on who you talk to. Yeah. And how to do it. Because you're right, you you start in New York and you essentially end up in Miami, so you might not be allowed to do that. Yeah. I don't know. But it's all on who you talk to, I think. Anyway, that's above my pay grade to know the details on that. Someday I'll actually figure all that out. Because somebody did ask, sent me an email about that one the other day. Anyway, back getting back on track. So once the Magic gets to uh, Miami, it'll spend all of December sailing four and five night Bahamanian cruises and five-night Western Caribbean cruises. Uh, there's a variety of the Western Caribbean cruises. They either go to Grand Cayman and Castaway Key or Cozumel and Castaway Key. No Key West, though. A little no. disappointing. I think the, Bahami- the, ba- blah, 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 blah. the Bahamanian cruises go to Castaway Key out of Miami. I would do the... Uh, so you could back-to-back those. Like I would do the December 28th cruise, five-night Western... I would spend New Year's Eve and New Year's Day on the Magic, but it would be even better if it was at Key West. Because really for us in Orlando, it's super easy to get to Key West via the ship. Oh, yeah. It saves <laughs> on the drive. <laughs> no brainer. That's why I love those seven-night westerns on the Magic out of oh, Port yeah. Canaveral. You go to Key West, <laughs> sell service, whatever. You're right there. Get all of your uh, provisions at the CVS right by the port. Now, one of the... Bigger items, news items that came out in the last week or so. So with Disney Cruise Line changing out the Castaway Club benefits, which if you're not familiar with, there's a link in the show notes. They pretty much announced last week that gold, platinum, and silver, it's a little bit of a change up. Instead of the normal gold and platinum get to book one day, New cruises and silver and the rest of, you know, and first-time cruisers get the book the, the following day. They've changed it up so that each tier of the Castaway Club has their own day to start booking. So with the announcement today, booking for Platinum begins on Monday. Gold Castaway Club members can start booking on Tuesday. Silver Castaway Club members can start booking on Wednesday. And then any... All first-time cruisers can start booking, you know, open booking begins on Thursday. Um, Monday through Wednesday, you can only call in directly to Disney Cruise Line or have your travel agent call in. On when, on Thursday is when they'll kind of show up online to book. In addition, if you're, 
you know, not familiar with the changes to Castaway Club benefits, they got rid the other notable thing that was a, you know, much commented issue was they changed the Golden Platinum Castaway Club reception, which was on sailings of four nights or longer. Uh, during the cruise, it's a meet and mingle with the uh, senior officers of the ship, uh, where the cruise director would come. There's a, typically a photo op with Captain Mickey. So, sometimes uh, First Mate Minnie would be there. Uh, the captain would show up, then kind of talk a little bit, address everybody in the crowd. And then, you know, in the last few years, they've started having a video, kind of like a, a promotional video, you know, directly to the Castaway Club members, uh, typically introduced by Carl Holtz. And uh, about what's, you know, something new that's happening, maybe new itineraries or like uh, enhancements to a specific ship, that kind of thing. And then, you know, they offered, you know, light hors d'oeuvres, like cheese, fruit, you know, maybe like a shrimp cocktail, little hors d'oeuvre. Yeah, they had like bruschettas, things like that. Just little hors d'oeuvres. You know, a little mimosa. And cookies. Isabel always liked yeah. to get the snickerdoodles. They'd offer, you know, it's one of those places you could get free drinks on a cruise. Uh, and then you'd kind of leave with a Rice Krispie treat. You know, the Mickey Rice Krispie treats. Anyway... Long getting back onto onto the news, they changed that reception to sailings of eight nights or longer. Now, if you look at the amount of cruises that are eight nights or longer, that's really small. For example, this itinerary release from September to December of 2018 has one cruise, and it's two: the, the Panama Canal cruise and the transatlantic 11 night. The transatlantic, right? So, so that's it. I, I, you know, I will say the wording on it has changed from a meet and mingle with senior officers kind of reception to special entertainment. So it'll be interesting to see what that special entertainment means. Is it going to be something in the Walt Disney Theater? You know, I know on some itineraries they've had kind of like behind the scenes kind of things in the theater with the shows, like kind of a backstage thing. So, you know, it remains to be seen. Fortunately, we will be on an eight-night or longer cruise this summer to see what's going on, and uh, we'll report back then. Anything else notable about the changes in the Castaway Club benefits? Not that Not really. Not that I know of. Those were the two major changes and I know personally I think having the tiered you know booking is finally giving each level of castaway club a true benefit you know a true at-home benefit and it's finally giving silver members a benefit in that respect whereas they were always lumped in with first-time cruisers mm -hmm. so it it's a little it puts the uh, you know travel agents at a disadvantage because that's essentially three, four days in a row. They're have or three days in a row they're having to call in and try to book, you know, for their clients. But one of the other pretty awesome things that Disney did this time around with their itinerary announcement, you know, they they normally have you know kind of released these things early week and kind of roll out bookings the next couple of days. This is like they're giving you a a lot of time to really think about these cruises, 
to then book next week. You know, you have all weekend to kind of think about it, depending on your Castaway Club status now, to then go and book. And kudos to Disney. They actually put fairly detailed itinerary information on their website on at the time of the announcement versus, you know, it's complete mystery. A couple of people asked on a, earlier today about the, uh, on our itinerary post, some of the questions. One of the main questions we got a couple times is, do you think these fall cruises will either be Marvel Day at Sea or Star Wars Day at Sea cruises? Uh, it's too early to tell. I, it's the Star Wars Day at Sea cruises seem to be limited right now to the Disney fantasy, you know, on those January to April cruises. Uh, it remains to be seen if those may or may not get expanded to the dream. I doubt they will be just because of the short uh, nature of those cruises and the ability to kind of add something unique to help, you know, kind of push people to book the fantasy during those, you know, early months of the year. Uh, now the Marvel day at sea cruises might, because those kind of overlap on some dates that are happening in 2017. However, you know, with anything, it's not, it's not announced. So don't book assuming it's going to happen. Um, uh, yeah, it's one of those, you can go by history and, you know, but again, don't assume it's going to happen. Well, except you know that the very merry time cruises. You yeah. Know, that's, that's the other thing. Yeah. And the, the Halloween high on the high seas yeah. and the very maritime cruises, you can. Unless they got rid of them or totally rethemed them. Like yeah. if they didn't call them Halloween on the high seas anymore or something. But you know, cruising over at least mid October to the end. I mean, I think they like September. That, but but yeah. you know for sure that at least they'll have them. It's a very them. good chance, unless they kind of get rid of those Halloween and. Very merry time cruises all together. It's, it's just one of those things that Disney doesn't doesn't announce now. Those plans they kind of wait until maybe like, on a year out from those sailings to kind of get a bump in sales. You know, right for those cruises that are already you know those inventory cruises that are out there that they haven't filled up yet. You know, oh now we're gonna mark these as Halloween, very merry time, Marvel, Star Wars cruises to kind of get a boost in bookings. So if you kind of like when you announce the itineraries originally, you get the people that just want to go on the cruise, you dangle another carrot later, you know, about eight to 12 months out. Hey, these are going to be themed cruises or a holiday cruise of sorts. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't book based on the assumption. They may be a Halloween, very maritime Marvel cruise, but you know, if you look at the history of similar sailings previous years, you know, you could extrapolate that. But again, I wouldn't, I'm not, I am not saying that they will be just saying. It, we'll have to do another podcast when the costs start coming out, because we know that the most expensive sailings are going to be the Christmas sailing sailings, the Thanksgiving sailings and the New Year's sailings, because the holiday sailings always garner the highest prices. What will be interesting to see is how they handle also the double dips, which I believe both of those fall over the holiday, so or one gets back on Thanksgiving, so they'll be close. The other thing will be interesting to see, though, is how they price Bermuda, 
because, you know, if you look back at when they first started doing the Seven Night Southerns, which we took on the Magic, and I'm not talking about the one-off ones that they did. I'm talking about when they started first doing year. the... Let me see. I think I have it written down here. 2013. 14. When they started doing the um, Seven Night Southerns, then they were very reasonable. Um, you know, we we booked Family of Three, Navigators, Veranda. Um, very, very, very reasonable pricing. One way to San Diego, took the ship back sort of thing. And then each year they've done the Southerns. Of course, they've raised them in price. And then when they do them over spring break, et cetera. Um, and then, of course, you know the crescendo of it all have been the 10 and 11 night Southerns on the fantasy. <laughs> Those are... I mean, I looked the other day at the one for June of 2018 for Scott, Isabel, and I in a inside cabin. It's over $10,000, which just cracks me up. To give you an idea, back in 2014, our, th- our seven-night Southern um, round-trip San Juan was uh, $3,400 in a 7A on the Magic. So, I mean, they're essentially charging seven thousand more dollars for you know three more nights but on the fantasy and in the summer so anyways just kind of gives you an idea i know alaska similar when they first started going to alaska you know reasonable prices testing the water sort of things and then you know of course the sanders family waits until the summer of 2017 to go to alaska and um, the prices essentially doubled so um, it will be interesting to see how they do with bermuda because it is in october when kids are in school, just like the Southerns were. Also hurricane season. It's hurricane season. Um, it's out of New York. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. It'll be very interesting. Um, what we'll have to do is look at other cruise lines that routinely go there to kind of, you know, kind of see what they do. But, um, you know, which you can always add a grand or more to Disney. But um, it'll be interesting to see how those come out, being that they're five and six night cruises. Instead of, you know, the week long and et cetera. So a few factors to kind of play a role in there. But I expect to see those numbers first kind of trickle out on Monday for platinum booking because your platinum cruisers are typically your cruisers that are looking for those new itineraries, new places to go. They're the usually the first ones that when Hawaii came out, book Hawaii, those kinds of things. So I think that we will get a very good idea very early on the Bermuda pricing and, and how that's going to book. Will everybody keep their sailing? Who knows? People change all the time. Um, but, you know, you've got a lot of people that have already bought vouchers or have a cruise to move or something like that that may just kind of set that there. I'll I be- would love to go to Bermuda. That's something that I've always, you know, commented about. Um, being that I live in Florida, I don't care about hurricane season. Uh, because I live in hurricane season. Well, I care about hurricane season. <laughs> well, I mean, I live in hurricane season, so it's not something that I'm going is going to deter me from booking a cruise. How's that? Like, it's not gonna. I'm not gonna go. Oh no, it's hurricane season. I can't get to the port because, I mean, with the exception of Hurricane Matthew, last year you could pretty much get to the port. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, for us, you know, Isabella gets a fall break in October, but it's a Friday through a. Monday, you know, we've most of the time booked three-night cruises, um, so she doesn't have to miss any school. So I think that we won't be able to because of that. But, um, 
you know, it'll be interesting. That to me would be the most interesting thing to book. Of course, we've never done a transatlantic or a um, Panama Canal yet either, but um, I mean, silly school schedules. Yeah, and Bermuda is kind of north. You know, I like my southern. I like my eastern and my southern Caribbean in the heat of the summer. Like I loved going to Granada. I mean, granted, that was October. It was hot. I loved it. It was amazing. So I would I would do that in the summertime. Like let's let's do it. Middle of the Caribbean. I'm on. That's when I like to swim. It's perfect. But I mean, Bermuda's kind of north, and for October, <laughs> Pink Sand Beaches. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, I mean, overall, I think that 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 would be the one that. It's the most unique, most interesting, because it's a new port. Astoria. I know, Scott, you're stuck on Astoria. Isabel, what about you? I always going to choose Dad's. You were going to choose Astoria because the Goonies? No, because I thought nobody was going to choose that. Because you thought no one was going to choose it. What about Quebec, Isabel, with all the French um, history that they have? Well, I thought that one wasn't new. Yeah, it's cold, though. Quebec's cold. It's in Canada. Yeah. Need jackets. Yeah, because I now, don't want to go to Canada. Just Emily walk ma- over there. Emily mentioned uh, pricing, you know, starting on Monday. That's kind of going to be a mystery until it shows up online on Thursday. Uh, typically, uh, disboards.com have a, you know, somebody usually has a kind of like opening day, opening day pricing thread where, whoa. I can't find it. I don't like uh, those opening day pricing thread on the disc, clearly. Wow. Uh, they usually have an opening day pricing thread where they kind of, you know, pretty much just list, you know, quotes that are people that people are getting when they're calling in, uh, you know, based on the number, you know, the number of adults and children in the party and which category, if there's an onboard booking. Well, Scott, people will send them to you too. And I'm sure you'll, we- you'll yeah, tweet them. I, I mean, that's one thing I typically do on, you know, those opening days is I, you know, I'll try to tweet out a bunch of those, you know, quotes, you know, as they're coming out, uh, you know, at least for the, you know, more unique sailings until it kind of gets, you know, the point across of kind of how these new batch of sailings are priced. So, you know, look for that, uh, you know, Monday morning. Um, I'll also, if the disboards, there is a post for opening day prices, I I'm pretty sure there will be. There always has been to date. Yeah. Uh, I'll also tweet that out come Monday morning just to say, hey, here's where it's at. And then, you know, I'll start, you know, sharing, you know, any that come across my way. Usually- it's super helpful. And, and also, um, sometimes the travel agents will also mm-hmm. post things. And yeah, and I'll try to retweet those. I try to include, D- you know, hashtag DCL opening day. If it's not, you know, if there are enough characters left in that tweet, but it's, you know, give you an idea, you know, if you're not, you know, able to book that day, you know, or it kind of helps you make that decision, you know, instead of calling in and because those first three days, you know, it's really just sitting on hold for people waiting their turn to, you know, and a lot of times it's just getting a quote or putting a cruise on hold, you know, if you can get an idea of where these cruises are priced. You can make a decision, you know, cause a lot of, you know, there are times where you, you know, you hear the price and you're like, forget about it or, you know, Oh, that's a great price, you know, kind of thing. I don't remember the last time I said that's a great price for Disney, but 
it's one of those that that kind of information kind of helps you make decisions and kind of alleviate, you know, the uh, demand on the phone system. And I don't even know the last time I said that's a fair price. I do, but I we're not talking about those prices. <laughs> but that, uh, I don't know, anything else about these itinerary release that's notable? Nope. But you just want to say Astoria again, Scott. Go ahead. Astoria. Yeah. Actually, the other night, I went through all my emails, and I had emails unread from back in November. There, I have, you know, reader questions and some voicemails to get through, you know, that you've sent in from the podcast. So, in the very short future, we'll kind of do a podcast to kind of clear those out and uh, get those questions answered. And hopefully, I didn't miss. I know some of them, I just responded directly to the people because they were coming up on their cruise dates, but uh, we'll try and knock out those, you know, kind of like another listener question kind of podcast in the near future to kind of get rid of those, you know, backlog that I've allowed to pile up in my inbox. Other than that, I like those. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. See you in Astoria. No. Thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed the episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and followers. We'd also be very grateful if you could rate and review our podcast on iTunes. If you have any issues, please drop us an email. You can connect with the show via the comments section on the website, email us at contact at disneycruiselineblog.com, follow us on Twitter at the DCL blog, or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Disney Cruise Line blog. Additionally, you can leave a voicemail, which we will try to incorporate into future podcasts, with your questions, comments, or feedback on the show by calling 321-765-3252. Five, two.